It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Thanks for joining me on this Monday edition of the show. Brought to you today by our good friends at Roman. We'll explain what they've got offering to our listeners here in a moment. Laid out today's show for you. We're going to be talking BYU basketball. They swept their weekend with a win over Santa Clara. We'll talk about that game and if it holds anything that BYU can build on going forward. We'll talk about that in the first segment. Segment. Second segment of the show will update you on former Cougars and the pros. The divisional round of the NFL playoffs played out over the weekend. BYU Cougars well represented in all four games. We'll talk about those in the second segment. And of course, we'll catch up on all the other teams in the BYU athletic department and how their weekends went in the final segment with quick hits. Once again, thanks again for joining me. If you had a smart speaker over the holiday season or if you've been using one to get your home to be that smart home as everybody's kind of pursuing you can use it to play this podcast all you have to do is to tell it to play podcast locked on cougars once again play podcast locked on cougars and you'll have us right there at your fingertips thanks again for joining me i'm jay catch without further ado let's get going this is locked on cougars for january 14th 2019 BYU basketball goes three and one in West Coast Conference play with an eighty to seventy four win over Santa Clara Saturday night at the Marriott Center. Hard-fought game overall for BYU to emerge with this victory, but it was a good win nonetheless. Uh, Give credit to BYU where it's deserved. I thought TJ Haas, that three-pointer, man, that changed a lot of things because it felt like the momentum might have been with the Broncos at that point. He comes down, hits that three-pointer late to put BYU ahead for good. Uh, Well, actually kept them ahead. It didn't put them ahead. It kept them ahead. And In my opinion, T.J. Haas, let's start off with this. T.J. Haas, to me, has been the ultimate team player this year. And you're probably thinking, what do you mean? He's been the second-leading scorer on this team. What, What about this means he's the ultimate team player? I feel like he has been all in all year long for this team when other guys may not have been. We heard all the rumors last week about Jasheer Harda deciding, yeah, I'm done, I'm out of here. Uh, he's back, he's got a hand injury, according to Dave Rose, it's in the hands of the doctors. Uh, they'll have to clear him before he's allowed to return to action, so he hasn't seen action since all that news broke early last week, or about a week ago actually, Monday of him deciding that he was going to leave the program. But TJ Haas, to me, has been all in all year long from BYU, and he's been rewarding BYU with his stellar play. Hits the big three in this game to help seal the win for BYU. Like I said, they're now 11-8, 3-1 in West Coast Conference play. He finished the game with 16 points, a team high or a game high eight assists, also added five rebounds. And 
I know I've sung the praises of Yoli Childs a lot this year, and he was great on Saturday night once again, leading all scorers with 27 points of his own. He had six rebounds in the game. So a good game for Yoli Childs, but I feel like TJ Hawes, he's just been that steady Eddie type of player that has been all in all year long. He's locked in on the defensive end, the offensive end. He's doing everything he can do to make this team successful. And I don't mean to criticize other guys on the BYU basketball team, but I've, t- I've said on this podcast, if you guys have listened to this podcast for any length of time, and if you're brand new, thank you for joining us. Hopefully you guys find it of worth. But if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, I've criticized how uh, BYU players may not have been all in with the whole philosophy of this team, especially on the defensive end at points this year. I feel like at points... BYU players have decided, well, I'm just going to conserve energy on the defensive end. Other team scores, it's not a big deal. Let's get back down on the other end of the court and we can jack up our shots and we'll get our shot attempts in and we'll call it a day. That's not what it's about. BYU has struggled this season. Like I said, an 11-8 and overall record's not great. Uh, we'll see how the rest of West Coast Conference play turns out, but Dave Rose's squad and his entire run as BYU head coach has never won less than 20 games, and that's very much in jeopardy this year. I could see them finishing with 18-19 to wins. I know the ESPN Basketball Percentages Index have BYU on track for, I think, 19 wins currently. It was 18 wins um, early last week, so the two wins this past weekend got them one more win than projected currently. And we'll see how it tracks for BYU. But getting back to my point, I feel like TJ Hawes and his his being just locked in and being willing to do all the little things. Being and he's not let's be honest, TJ Hawes is not a great defender. He doesn't have the lateral ability of a Jasheer Hardnet, and even though Jasheer hasn't been a great defender this year, he doesn't have the lateral ability to really stay in front of guys, but he tr- he tries, plain and simple. He, he, he buys in on the defensive side of the court, and he's out there trying to help his team win games. He understands that time is of the essence. He's a junior this year. He's got one more year in a BYU uniform if he so chooses to do that, and I have no reason that he would decide, yeah, I'm, I'm out after this year to go pursue a pro career, but he could do that, I suppose, if he wants to, but he understands that time is of the essence. If he wants to help BYU reach the heights of making it back to the NCAA tournament, it's got to start with every player on this roster. The good news is in this game, some of the younger guys also had some good games. I thought Gavin Baxter came in. Uh, he finished with five points in just four minutes. I thought he played well. He had four rebounds. He's a guy, if you've listened to this podcast, I was extremely high on in the preseason, really feeling like he could be a difference maker for the Cougars. To this point, hasn't proven to be that guy yet. I think it's going to take him some time to adjust. Uh, Dave Rose kind of warned us about this in the preseason, saying he's a little jumpy. Uh, they're trying to teach him not to try and block everything on the defensive end and I think he's still kind of working his way through things but I feel like he had a good game it was good to see him do that Connor Harding had a better effort than some of his more recent games seven points four rebounds uh, four assists for him I feel like Harding is the guy in terms of impact as a freshman I felt like Gavin Baxter could have been that was just my projection me Jay Catch projecting before the season. I thought Gavin Baxter would be the impact guy versus Connor Harding. But it's good to see a guy like Connor Harding have a have a good 
outing, have a good season to this point. Hopefully he keeps it up. And of course, I can't go without saying that we got one of the rare Luke Worthington games is what I like to term them. Luke had a great game, five of six from the field, a season high 13 points, added four rebounds before fouling out, even had an assist in this game and two steals. So it was a great showing for a guy like Luke Worthington, who's just been a great leader on and off the court for BYU. There's a reason why he was named a captain this year along with TJ Hawes instead of Yoli Child. So all in all, a good win for BYU. Uh, they'll be back in action later this week. We'll be getting ready for those games coming up. But I feel like BYU found something, especially TJ Hawes with that three. If BYU goes and loses this game to Santa Clara, I feel like that spiral that BYU seemingly was on only gets worse. Now they get a win over an upset-minded Santa Clara team. I think it gives them a little bit of confidence, and hopefully they can carry that forward. And we'll be tracking it for you as we always do right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, we'll come back and you talk about the former Cougars in the NFL playoffs over the weekend, even an update on the All-Star Game performance for Jim or Fredette in China. We'll cover all that for you next. Before we do that, though, I do want to tell you about Roman. And let's be real, guys, we're terrible at taking care of our health. Whether it's a knee injury, you have a bad back or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable, quote, rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of it. You can ask my wife. I hate going to the hospital. Hospital. I hate seeing the doctors, but here's something that can help you out. If you have something going on with ED, erectile dysfunction, studies show that 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman is here and has created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for your ED symptoms online. It's a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED for you and ship medication right to your door. There's no waiting rooms. There's not that awkward face-to-face conversation or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy to get your meds. You can handle everything described online. All you have to do is go to visit GetRoman.com slash locked, fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor online, and then get the FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, you go online, get checked out by that doctor. ED is a problem that guys don't have to tackle alone. With Roman, it's really easy, so take care of it. So for a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash locked. That's GetRoman.com slash locked for a free online visit. Once again, check it out out guys get roman.com slash locked we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining me. Talking about former Cougars and the pros in this segment of the show. And I think 
one person's performance in the divisional round of the playoffs yesterday was more important than all others, and that was Taysom Hill. Of course, all year long, Taysom has been described as the Swiss Army knife for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Drew Brees said it himself in his postgame comments. But Taysom yesterday had a fake punt that uh, people were going gaga over, even though it was just a short run for a one-yard pickup. But that play alone sparked the New Orleans Saints, may have saved their season as they advance to the NFC Championship game. They'll host the Los Angeles Rams this weekend. And Taysom, big part of this team, appeared to have his first postseason touchdown pass on a 46-yard throw to Alvin Kamara, but then was called back due to penalty. So uh, tough to see that go down, but it feels like Taysom Hill continues to grow and evolve in his role with the New Orleans Saints, and all it and all he does is continue to help this team get get results. So it's just awesome to see Taysom getting thing done, getting things done. Uh, they'll be taking on, like I said, the Los Angeles Rams this coming weekend in the NFC Championship game. On the AFC side of things, the Kansas City Chiefs blew out the Colts thirty-one to thirteen on Saturday. Daniel Sorensen, BYU safety, former BYU safety, started at safety for Kansas City in that game. He had three tackles, including a solo stop and a tackle for no gain on a third and ten play. Played 47 defensive snaps in the win. He advances to the AFC Championship game against the New England Patriots, who will feature none other than Kyle Van Noy. Van Noy helped the Patriots to a 41-28 win over the Chargers. This was a 35-7 game at halftime. Just an absolute dominant showing by New England. Uh, but Van Noy started at linebacker in that game. He had four solo tackles and a pass breakup deep downfield on a fourth quarter play. Helped the Patriots Patriots win that game, advance to their eighth straight AFC title game. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys are big NFL fans. I love the NFL. I think it's great stuff. The run that the Patriots have had, and let me be clear, I am not a New England Patriots fan. I, I don't like the team. I just never have. I'm a San Francisco 49ers guy. I'm a West Coast guy. But uh, it's cool to see history being made. Uh, Tom Brady in his 17 full seasons, he started as a quarterback. He's made it to the AFC title game 13 times. So just some incredible showings from the Patriots, and they'll be facing off against Andy Reid, Daniel Sorensen, and the Kansas City Chiefs this coming Sunday in the AFC Championship game. Cool to see BYU guys on both sides with Sorensen and Reid on the Chiefs side and Van Noy playing for the Patriots. Of course, uh, in that loss for the Chargers. Michael Davis played once again. He started once again at cornerback for the Chargers. He had a great game despite the loss. Five tackles, including three of those solo stops. Uh, so congratulations to Michael Davis on a great season overall. I, th- I don't think I can... Uh, make it any more clear how incredible his rise has been from being an undrafted free agent to then becoming a uh, a starter with the Los Angeles Chargers after being shut down and essentially well he was no he, not essentially he was benched his senior season at BYU so it's cool to see a guy like that make good on his opportunity uh, in terms of he's given this chance to play for an NFL team he starts out as a special teams player, becomes a special teams ace, and then, yeah, gets to start, and he's been nothing if not uh, solid for the Chargers at that 
cornerback spot. So congratulations to him on a solid season. But coming up this weekend, you'll see Taysom Hill playing for the New Orleans Saints against the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC title game. That'll be at 1.05 p.m. Mountain Time, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the New England Patriots. Daniel Sorensen on one side, Kyle Van Noy on the other, and of course, former BYU player Andy Reid leading the Chiefs. That's at 4.40 scheduled on CBS for the AFC title game. Should be a fun weekend of sports. We'll keep you updated on how those players perform over the weekend. Also wanted to update you guys, Jimmer Fredette. He's having a great season despite his team not having the best season. Uh, Individually, Jimmer's been tearing it up in China, as you would expect. They had their Chinese Basketball Association All-Star Game over the weekend. Uh, Jimmer hit a record 11 three-pointers in this game en route to scoring 39 points as his team won the All-Star Game And Jimmer, I don't know. I feel like if he were given an opportunity to come back in this day and age of the NBA, I think he could do some good things. But his defensive ability would be is the thing that coaches are just going to harp on and say, "I don't want him for that very reason." Let's put it this way: Jimmer can produce. He's a guy that, yes, let's. I'll admit he 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 conserves his energy and he's a he's a force on the offensive end of things. But you can't tell me that he can't sit on a bench in the NBA once the Chinese Basketball Association season ends. I believe in a month or so he couldn't. I don't believe that he couldn't join an NBA playoff team, be part of their bench rotation, come in and sit in that corner and hoist up threes and help them in this new day and age of the. NBA where it's three or the rim. You don't shoot mid-range jumpers, even though Jimmer's got a pretty good mid-range game in my mind. I feel like he could be a guy that can contribute at the NBA level. His defense is always going to be a liability, and that's going to be the one thing that will keep him out of the NBA. I don't expect him to get signed this season. I know he's per, uh, he's told people, that, hey, I want to be in the NBA after, I, after this run I've had the two years in China. I just sadly don't see it happening. I just feel like he's going to get uh, he's going to get overlooked once again, and he'll have to go play elsewhere. I don't know if he's going to go back to China, but maybe he decides, hey, I want to go play in the Euro League or something like that. It would be cool to see him play some high level basketball because I believe he can contribute at a high level, and that includes the NBA. I just don't feel like it's going to happen. All right, we'll step aside here. We'll come back, catch up on all the other sports in the BYU athletic department, how things went for them over the weekend. BYU Volleyball, Men's Volleyball, getting off to a hot start this season. We'll talk all about it next right here on Locked on Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate. Save money and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. As we close out today's edition of the podcast, I want to thank you guys once again for joining me. And a reminder for you guys, if you do have a smart speaker, you're turning your home into one of those smart homes, or if you're given an Amazon Echo or a Google Home Mini or a Google Home smart speaker for the holidays, etc., any of those smart speakers, 
you can find this podcast by using that smart speaker and all you have to do is simply say hey play podcast locked on cougars and you'll have this podcast for you each and every day awesome to um, be able to have that technology exist where you're able to hey this is real easy we can just say what we want to listen to and away we go all right let's start off in tennis men's and women's tennis for byu in action over the weekend uh the women's team is in uh in Dallas, Texas. They got five wins on the second day of the Metroplex Mania Tournament over the weekend. Uh, they'll be back in action today starting at 11 a.m. No, sorry, not 11 a.m. Uh, 9 a.m. Mountain Time. They'll be taking off, uh, taking on Southern Methodist University SMU in singles and doubles. So best of luck uh, to the women's tennis team. The men's tennis team had a great weekend to start off their season at home. Uh, they swept both of their matches. They beat Weber State on Friday before taking down number 46 Utah for nothing to win the Deseret First Duel Showdown with the Utes in the, on the men's tennis courts. Uh, one thing I've always enjoyed about the men's tennis thing, like I mentioned on last Friday's podcast, if you go out to the men's tennis matches at home, they got free pizza for you. So it's cool to see that. And congratulations to BYU head coach Brad Pierce and his team on the 2-0 start to the season for the men's tennis team. Uh, men's volleyball, like I mentioned before the break, uh, off to a hot start this year picked up two sweeps over the weekend taking down number seven Ohio State in three sets and then they followed that up Saturday night with a dominant win over number 14 Ball State in straight sets uh, served it extremely well on Saturday night seven aces from the service line and a 25-17, 25-20, 25-18 dominant win for BYU men's volleyball. Uh, congratulations, 2-0 start for the Cougars. Now they head out on the road. They got a big match this coming week when they take on Penn State Friday at 7 o'clock Eastern time. That's 5 o'clock Mountain time. The game will be broadcast live on the W.TV, and you can catch live stats on the BYU men's volleyball page if you want to track it that way. Best of luck to Coach Olmstead and his team. BYU women basketball. They held on to stay undefeated in WCC play. They're now 6-0 after beating St. Mary 74-73. This team, this women's team for BYU has been awesome all year long. I mentioned that uh, uh, two media members that I'm associated with covering BYU had a bet about this team. Well, the bet's already been paid because the over-under was 11.5 officially, and of course, BYU They're well over that number at this point. So congratulations to the women's basketball team. They're back home this week as they host Gonzaga Thursday at 7 o'clock Mountain Time in the Marriott Center. The game will be broadcast live on BYU TV. And, of course, live stats available at BYUCougars.com. So great start to the season for BYU women's basketball, especially in WCC play. Um, One final note for you before we go. Actually, two final notes for you. Uh, In the men's and women's track and field side of things. All-American Brenna Porter set a school record in the 500 meters as three BYU track and field athletes moved up the school's all-time record board at the BYU Indoor indoor Invite over the weekend. Uh, Porter broke the school record with a time in the 500 meters of 111.58. Um, she actually almost fell apparently at the finish but was still able to break the 32-year-old record set in February 1987 by nine hundredths of a second. Here's a fun stat for you guys. February 1987 is when your host, myself, Jay Catch, was born. So there you go. Kind of puts into perspective how long this run has been. Uh, Jacob Fouts continued to have a career season in the weight throw. He moved up to number eight all-time at BYU with a toss of 19.52 meters on Thursday. 
He's a senior who's been a stalwart for BYU. I don't know how many of you pay attention to the track and field things, but Fouts is a name to keep an eye keep an eye on this year. He's off to a great start. And then in her collegiate debut, the other uh, athlete who had a great showing was Jaslyn Gardner. She made her mark on the program record book, tying the fifth fastest 60-meter dash in school history with a time of 7.51 seconds. So congratulations. That's a great start to your career for Jaslyn Gardner. All right, and then finally, the men's and women's swimming and diving teams took down Grand Canyon over the weekend. Uh, big win for them in the pool. Congratulations as they continue on with their season. And then finally, BYU Women's Gymnastics, they recorded their highest season opening score in their loss to number 3 Utah on Friday night at the Marriott Center. It was the 40th straight win for Utah over BYU, but despite that, it was a good showing for the Cougars with that 196.475 score. I I feel like that uh, Guard Young is doing things here that are going to... It's going to take time. He's got 11 freshmen on this team from BYU, but at some point, he's going to get this program going, I feel like. He's an All-American, former BYU gymnast. He understands what the Cougars are all about. He was on the Olympic team. He knows how high-level gymnastics is supposed to work, and I feel like he's got BYU going in the right direction, and hopefully this... Oh, opening showing for the BYU women's gymnastics team bodes well for the, for the as they continue on through their season. They're going to travel north this coming Friday to take on in-state rival Utah State. That meet will begin at 7 o'clock Mountain Time at the D. Glenn Smith Spectrum in Logan, so you can go out and check it out there. All right, that is the podcast for today. A lot of sports to recap, but the winter season is underway for the spring sports at BYU. I know that softball and baseball will be, be beginning practice here in the next week week or two getting ready for their seasons coming up so it's an exciting time for BYU sports fans despite not having football around there's still plenty to track and we'll have it for you on this podcast thanks again for joining me on the show today reminder to use your smart speakers play podcast locked on cougars also brought to you today by our good friends at roman you can go to getroman.com slash locked check out what they've got going for you as well we'll be back tomorrow covering the latest and greatest in BYU news talking a little bit about the quarterback position tomorrow. We're going to preview uh, what Zach Wilson has uh, done this year, also looking ahead, and who will be contending with him for reps at the quarterback position on tomorrow's show. So it should be a lot of fun. Thanks again for joining me, Jay Catch, on today's edition of the show. This has been Locked On Cougars for January 14th, Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.